This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another edition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by First Row Collectibles, if you're into nerd culture, if you're into wrestling memorabilia, if you're into sports memorabilia, please visit firstroll.ca. Use promo code THEPODCAST20, you'll get 20% off. They got everything from comic books to signed sports memorabilia, signed wrestling figures, anything you need or want, they have it there. They update daily and they also ship worldwide, so please visit them at firstrow.ca. And if you're into video games and books, please visit bossfightbooks.com today for great books on classic video games. You'll find titles like NBA Jam, The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, Resident Evil and so many others. Everything you see on their websites available in paperback and ebook format. So please check them out at bossfightbooks.com. If you're looking for the best supplements and CBD products on the market, look no further and visit legacysubs.com and use promo code THEPODCAST to receive 10% off. They have everything from sleep aid to muscle building to whatever you need to make you feel better. They got it. So please visit them. And that is Legacy Sports Nutrition at LegacySubs.com. And if you want to support me directly, please visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com or scroll down on today's device. It's embedded right there in the description. Click on that link. It takes you right to the merchandise store. I got everything from hoodies to t-shirts to onesies. Whatever you want, it is there. But the easiest thing, the freest thing, the most important thing you could do is please rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. Most specifically, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So this week, I'm joined by the lads from formerly Gato5, because they still haven't dropped their new podcast, so I don't know what to call them anymore, Max and Jesse. <laughs> while while hello, Jesse, hello. for context, because this is not video, and I wish I would do video every once in a while, but while I was doing all that, Jesse was getting a blowjob from a stuffed monkey. Puppet. This is what I have to deal with, my friends. <laughs> you, have to, you have to establish it's a puppet so they don't think that I've like, actually stuffed a live monkey. And he wouldn't be live anymore if you stuffed him, would it? Well, he was live once, he could have been. No, it wasn't, it wasn't a real live monkey. It was a, just a puppet. But yeah, nice to see you, um, Steve. How was it going? This guy almost forgot my name. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, got, 
confused. You said you don't know what to call us anymore because we're not got till five. Even though got till five still exists, it's still out there to listen to, so it's still a thing. But um, so, like, you're Steve, but obviously it's Da podcast, so I didn't know I got mixed up and then he called you Da. I had put on an got till five earlier just to see if it was still running, and we were we were good. Why? We should go. Good. We should we should go do a podcast again. I think. Why yeah, wouldn't probably. it be running if you have it posted up there? It's not like it gets taken down. Well, I just wanted to check, but you know that's how the internet works. Once it's out there, it's there forever. It's there forever. It's there forever, my friends. Well, today's a special day. It's the fifth year anniversary. Oddly enough, you guys were on the two hundred fiftieth. Now you're on this one. I wish it would align differently so I could get better guess, but c'est la vie. What can you do? <laughs> Half a decade. That's that's pretty good going. Oh, I didn't even think of it that way. That's a long time. Yes, half a decade. Yeah, it's a long, long time. We only get like what eight decades in our lives if we're lucky, and you've spent half of one doing this. What the fuck is wrong with you? Well, it's because I get to talk to beautiful people like yourselves, so it keeps me going. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, we're just we're just we're just the fluffers. <laughs> How was Nick Aldis? He's one of our lot, isn't he? Yeah, I know. He was awesome. Fantastic. We talked about TNA. We talked about NWA. P- pretty cool dude, man. It was a good episode. Nice. I, I really enjoyed it. it was, sometimes it's surreal talking to some of these people that you technically grew up watching, but not really because you've been a fan, a wrestling fan your whole life. So I can't really say, oh, I used to watch him as a kid because I was already an adult. So it's weird not to fan out, but to like, you know what I mean? It, it's just... It's a weird feeling to have. Now, the older guys, like when I had Jeff Jarrett on a few weeks ago, that was, that was like my 12-year-old self just like coming in my pants. Like, what the fuck am I doing talking to this guy? But yeah, it is what it is. It's cool. That's great. My favorite Jeff Jarrett era is when he was in WCW and kind of in the Four Horsemen, okay. like the newer Four Horsemen, and he was wearing the white like male stripper bondage <laughs> things. Sure. That was peak. That was peak Jarrett for me. I would take that one further. I liked oh. it when he came back from retirement and he put on that outfit, but he was like 60 years old and the belly was oh, yeah, out. Was, yeah, I love, that he'd, I love that he kept that outfit. I bet it had been hanging in his wardrobe like for 30 years. You think? You think that's an original one and he didn't have a new one made? Come on. Yeah, come on. No, come on. These wrestlers are marks for themselves. They keep all their shit. Even if they say they don't, they do. Oh, I guess. Well, okay, let's do something impromptu this week. Since it is the fifth anniversary, and you guys said you might do God Top 5, let's do a quick Top 5. And since we're talking Royal Rumble, how about Top 5 Royal Rumble winners? Have you guys did that one before on your show? We, oh, we must have done. We did everything. We did everything. But I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so Top 5 Royal Rumble winners. And it could be women so, too, because now we've had a few of the women, so whatever. Yeah, yeah, it won't be. Um, hey, what's wrong with so- you? <laughs> we get five each, or do we have to work together? Whatever. <laughs> this is on the go, my friend. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for it. Um, go number for it. five, I'm gonna go with um, Brock Lesnar, but Brock Lesnar from 2003. Okay, I enjoyed that Rumble. I thought it was good. Um, then fourth, I'm gonna go with. Um, Ray Mysterio because I thought that was a good showing from him. Okay, okay. Um, number three, I'm going to go with Shinsuke Nakamura because at the time it was like, holy fuck, they're actually going all the way with ah. Shinsuke Nakamura. That's awesome, and I was super excited by that. 
Um, obviously, that's not the way it, things went. But at the time, that excited me because I was proper on the Nakamura train. Sure. Uh, number two, I'd go with Ric Flair because like Ric one. Flair is just the GOAT. And number one, I'd go with Chris Benoit because, as of course we, uh, feelings aside and everything, he is the greatest wrestler that ever lived and a massive part of my childhood. Max. Of course. Yeah. Number five, I would go with Asuka because, again, like Shinsuke, but for oh. women, it's very important. Sure. Um, number four, Triple H, when he returned from the quad injury and won the Royal Rumble, was amazing. Yeah, oh, oh, two, that was, I think. Two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Rey Mysterio in 03, in uh, 06 was amazing. Then I'd have to go Benoit in 04 because he went... Co- ah, but then you got Austin as well. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put Austin because Austin... Second Austin. Which Austin? Uh, the one where it's Kane and he goes on to WrestleMania 17. Oh, yeah, nice. That's always great. And then number one has to be Edge returning in 2010 from his injury and winning that Rumble. Oh, yeah, Skinny Edge. Skinny Skinny Edge. Yeah. (laughs) Man, I I could only think of four. So, okay, I'll throw this. I'll do Bianca Belair because that was her pretty much coming out party. So that was good to see that she got that. Um, I'll go with John Cena, the one where he was not expected, right? And he just showed up out of nowhere and then he won, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was like, that was peak booing Cena era, wasn't it? But people were so surprised that people were so surprised to come back, they sort of forgot to boo. (laughs) Everyone was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Oh, wait, no, we hate you. Um, Okay, actually, I do have five. I'll go with Bret Hart and Lex Luger because that's what spawned into the whole WrestleMania thing with Owen and everything. So if it wasn't for that, that wouldn't have happened. So a little tip off there. Hmm. I'll go Ric Flair as well, because that was pretty cool, especially because of Bobby Heenan calling that match. That's what made that fucking yeah, rumble, in yeah. my opinion. It was great. And Roddy Piper in that match was awesome as well. I just That's Even true. though Ric Flair won it, I remember Roddy Piper's spots just all being awesome. And for number one, I'll have to go with Shawn Michaels when he came in as one. Nice. Shawn Michaels slipped my mind, actually. He'd be my honorary sixth, I think. And there you go. See, right there, there's an episode. These guys can knock all like... 20 episodes and just air five minutes oh, we, know, we, know, we know we're good. Like, we're naturals, <laughs> mate. <laughs> oh, shit. Always leave them wanting more, the old razzle-dazzle. Right, right. All right, so speaking of rumbles, obviously, let's talk about this year's rumble because that's what you boys are here for. Okay, I don't want to run down through everything because most of the singles matches don't need to talk about. We could talk about the two heavyweight matches if you guys want because controversy ending on both. But... Okay, so yeah, let's go with the first, starting off the whole Rumble. Rollins versus Reigns. Fantastic match up until the end. What do you guys think? Yeah, the show started really strong. It was like, when that match started, it was like, holy shit, right? We're um, actually in for something good. And I've actually, I I can't pretend that I've been watching a lot of WWE, and I know Max hasn't either, really. So we don't know storylines as well as you, probably, and stuff, but it's. Like I saw Reigns being heel Reigns properly for the first time in a oh, while. Shit. It's like, dude, okay. th- this guy is awesome. Like, this, he works it so well. Like yeah. he does. I think Seth surprised me. He was doing well. Um, don't normally like face Seth. My favorite Seth is um, Authority um, shit heel Seth uh, Rollins when he won the. WWE title at 31 and that run sure. afterwards when he was with See, the story. And that's that why was, you have to watch because for that storyline he was face, but all the other time he's been heel and he's been coming out to this sort of 
cocky-ish, joker-esque, fucking over-the-top type of heel. And he, I, I find it it's his best work so far. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, maybe I'll watch some more of it. But yeah, like you said, I thought the match was great until the end. Max, what did you think of the ending? Uh, I only watched the end. So oh, shit. Just a preface. I only watched the end of both title matches. I watched the all fuck? of, obviously, Edge, Miz, Beth, and Maurice. Of course And did. then I watched both Rumbles. So, I, yeah, I watched the end, and I was like, oh. Because I saw on SmackDown the clips, as you were saying, of Rollins doing his really great laugh that he does. Right? And, <laughs> and you just want to wring his neck. His <laughs> and those guys just work so well together. Yeah. Um, and yeah. the little shield reference as well, and, and the attire, just to try and get in, uh, into Reigns' head even more. That, that was very cool. So I, I, I like those two working together. And if anyone can dethrone Reigns in his reign of terror, it, it's got to be Rollins. It has to be. You think? You think that's what's going to eventually end up happening? No, no, no. Brock, will, Brock will beat him. But logic, what would be good? To, to put Rollins on the same level. So you have your Rock Austin, you have your Cena Orton. You need to kind of have Rollins at that level with him. And to beat that streak... And take out the tribal chief, in my opinion. Yeah, that would be good for him. But I don't think he really needs it, though. I think he's like on the path of like a Randy Orton, where you don't see it yet, but once it's almost done, and you look back at his body of work, you're like, "Fuck, this guy was prime." Like, if all these other guys weren't there, he would be number one. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's weird that he is the number two of this generation. It, it, I mean, it's weird looking back because Reigns sure. was obviously very much thrust into that spotlight, well, but now course. Reigns owns it. He he deserves that number one slot 100%. Uh, and I hope he never stops being heel tribal chief ever. Well, you know, eventually they're going to turn and that's going to be the biggest moment <clears throat> when something happens. And I don't know. I don't see it. I don't even know what they're going to eventually do to make him turn, but I don't know. That That's going to be a fantastic moment. That should have been the whole John Cena moment, even though they didn't go down that route. Like, you know what I mean? Like it sort of happened when you went from that heel rapper into the John Cena, he currently is, but it wasn't like that whole, and like sort of like that Hogan, like how Hogan went from face to heel. That was like, Oh my God. Like I want him to do that reverse with reigns. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting. I guess you have to get sympathy behind the Usos and then, that's how you kind of bring Reigns around, I guess. Or sympathy for Paul Heyman. I love Brock and Roman fighting over their love for, for Heyman. That, that was a weird thing I saw on SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, that whole Heyman thing, I don't understand what they were trying to accomplish other than fucking over Brock. Because he came out and he was talking, as you could see now, this is the talking Brock. He doesn't need a mouthpiece. And he's having fun with this shit. And, and I love when Brock has fun. It, it's fantastic. And then all of a sudden they pair him with Paul Heyman. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, if he's talking, why does he need Paul Heyman? And now Paul Heyman, this is a whole elaborate thing that they concoct from the beginning. And it's like, okay, like, now you're getting too deep into your storylines here. Make it simple. Like, I don't understand this. What, what benefit, in kayfabe, what benefit does Paul Heyman that's what I mean. have by betraying Brock? There's no reason to do it, right? Exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking about. It, just, it seems like they just did something to do something. And sometimes it's not the best thing to do. And they did it in 2002, the big show. Do you remember? At Survivor Series 2002. Paul Heyman betrayed Brock Lesnar. It's just the same shit. I get that. And that made no sense back then either. It was just stupid. Yeah. It's a shame because I love Paul Heyman and I love Brock. Yeah, I know. To me, I think it was a great match. I didn't mind the ending because it leaves it open. 
And like I'm actually saying, if you want to elevate Seth, if Roman got a clean pin or something, that would have looked like as if Seth was the real number two. Still kind of makes them yeah. seem even. So I really did not mind it, to tell you the truth, because the match was good. If it was a shitty match and they ended it that way, it would be like, okay, fuck off. But I understood what they're doing with it. So to me, I didn't mind it. And and it was great. And did you notice the little, again, Max, you, you didn't watch from the beginning, but McAfee, he called Ambrose Mox. Oh, really? Yes. No, when, when he was running down the shield, he's like, oh, yeah, there, there used to be the shield. Then he runs down all of them and he's, and Mox. And I'm like, oh, fuck, that came. So you watch AEW, <laughs> my friend, don't you? <laughs> so this is so this is the guy that was commentating with Michael Cole, right? Yes. <clears throat> this is the first time I've seen him. Really? Who the fuck is he? What do you mean? You saw him on NXT. He had the match against Adam Cole. No, I don't, no, don't remember that. Um, you must I, I don't know what position he played in the NFL, but he was a massive uh, he, he was a kicker fan. or a punter. He was a kicker or a punter. Right. And then I hate he him. Just... <laughs> Why do you hate him? I love him. He's, he'll grow on you. He'll grow on you. He's good. Really? Yes, he's good. Trust Great. me. Uh, he just really got on my nerves. He was just like a sort of toddler that had been given too much coca-cola well that's his whole persona the whole persona is is he's a super mark and now he he gets to commentate and he just marks out on it did you see him how he was marking out for shinsuke and and boobs that was hilarious i love it when he does that is that that when he got on the table at all yes on the table at one point and i was like for fuck's sake this is not like (laughs) my vibe at all this guy. He'll grow on you. It's to me. It's so, not on the same vein as Graves because obviously Graves is totally different character. But he does color like Graves. But when I first started listening to Graves, yeah, I didn't Graves like him. Yeah, but at first Graves was obviously green, and you could tell. But now uh, he's fucking fantastic. It's sort of like that for you, probably. I'm telling you, you'll, you'll grow into him. He, he's good. Trust. Okay. Grow on me like a fucking STD. Jesus Christ. Okay, want to talk about the women's rumble since that was the next thing that was up. Yeah, let's do it. It was my favorite rumble of the two. Yes, agreed, of course. From top to bottom, I had really... The only complaint I had that was stupid, why was Tamina saving everyone from being eliminated? What the fuck's up with her? (laughs) Shit, look, we know what her dad was like. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) We know what her dad did, what he's capable of. Oh, no. Allegedly, you have to say allegedly, it's a podcast, come on. Okay, yeah, so allegedly, Snooker did some bad shit, so allegedly, he could have dropped her on her head multiple times as a child, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened, but it would would explain a lot about Tamina's actions in the room. So you're telling me she was having flashbacks and was saving those people from landing on their head so they wouldn't have brain trauma like her? She's an empathetic, lovely, brain-damaged woman. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. But yeah. It, I actually it was like good. her though. Um when I was when I was watching it, Bobby was saying um, that she really mm. likes Tamina's sort of she has this aura about her where she's like, let's just get this shit done. Do you know what I mean? There's like no sort of we always make character there really. But she's got a oh. second job at like a bus station and she's just gotta get <laughs> as possible. Get back to the bus station, pick up her laundry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, someone's covering my shift right now. I just need to do this match as quick as possible, then I'll be back. Oh my god! Yeah, it was fantastic. Like I said, top to bottom. You know what else? Another thing they should do. Honestly, I hate when the people come down to the ring and don't go right into the match. Like that's played out already. I think enough people have done it. Why doesn't everybody just do that and stand outside? I think there should be a timer. Like if you don't go in the ring before the next person, you're out. I think that's what should be the rule. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They. You, but they. They use the sort of. of um, you know, when like, oh, the heels being clever by not going in the ring straight away, going and joining commentary or whatever. Like Miz did it a couple of years ago. Um, Sonya Deville did it this year, didn't she? And yeah, it's like, that, that's yeah, exactly okay, what I'm talking we about. We know the shtick, but yeah. I would, I would, honestly, I would rather have someone come in and just hug the bottom rope and just stay there for 20 minutes hugging the rope instead of hiding or something. Do you remember Nunzio? Yes, of course. He did it, right? Do you remember Nunzio in the, I think it was the 2004 Royal Rumble where he wouldn't get in, but he just like sat in the corner, um, just like shaking, just went, not getting in the rubble. That was quite funny. And then you get, and John Cena came out, who they were building at the time, and he throws him in and it gives him a cheap pop. And that 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 was okay. Sort of, it it worked for Nunzio, but Nunzio also took the fucking spear of a lifetime in that match because Goldberg came in at number thirty and absolutely raped Nunzio. It was amazing. That's fantastic. And the other thing, they also got to change. When an eliminated person eliminates someone, I don't think it should count. Oh, like Natalia did? You mean? Or no, Natalia got no. Uh, <laughs> again, speaking of Sonya, she did it as well. So she broke both those rules that I fucking hate. It's, right, Sonia's just the type of person you hate, isn't she, Steve? Just everything that she stands for, the way she lives her life, you're against. Well, as a wrestler, when she has her jacket on, she's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was great storytelling. Stuff progressed. Like every, there was a meaning towards everything. Even like the legends, so-called legends coming in, they were fine. So cool. Well, I just didn't like them calling who was a Summer Ray a legend. Oh, here's the legend Summer Ray. It's like really, she's a legend now. This is our bar for legends. Is Summer Ray? Hey, she looked good though. I've always had a bit of a thing for Summer Ray. Um, I saw I like her pointy nose. Don't know why. Um, but um, so when Ivory came out, right, right. in right to censor. Um, uh, you know, last time we did this show. Um, okay. We were both um, re-watching Seinfeld at the time. Yes. And uh, Max has been re-watching Seinfeld too. And I'm still going uh, through so, it. Oh, really? Oh, I finished it now. But, um, no, you got to keep going, man. It's never-ending. It's on a loop for oh, me. Oh, yeah, it's a loop. Yeah, never-ending loop. I'll be back. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. okay. I've literally, um, I'm sorry for people listening because this is annoying when people do things like this. But, what are you um, doing? Just for you to see, this is my current um, phone wallpaper, which I thought you might appreciate. Oh, I love it. Yes. Yeah, it's I- nice. For our the painted Kramer. Um, but anyway, since watching so much Seinfeld, I've sure. got a constant Jerry Seinfeld in my head now. Okay. Like do, doing stand up. So when Ivory came out, I was like, what's the deal with Ivory and right to censor? What's she trying to censor? It's Peacock. <laughs> so that's, that's true. There's nothing to censor on Peacock. Well, she came out a little bit too early. She should have came out during Max's favorite match with Edge and. Um... And Miz, or the hit couple versus the grid couple with with Maurice, that would have been a perfect spot for her. A lot of boobs there. A lot of boobs. Ivory is sixty. Shut up. Right? She's sixty years old. No, are you? Are, did yeah. you just look that up? That's what that's what someone on Reddit said the other day. I haven't fact okay. checked it. Hang on. Um, the fuck? Uh, what's her name? Ivory. <coughs> have to establish oh, and, and speaking of PG-13 this is probably why Jesse likes uh, Summer Rae she, yeah, got, she dropped the F-bomb running Born down to the ring 1961 she's 60 oh wow then good for Ivory crazy 
And good for yeah, Summer Rae right. dropping the F-bomb. D- did you catch that when she was running to the ring? Oh, no, I missed that. Oh, no, you missed what it? What did she say? She said something like, uh, fuck you or something while she was running to the ring. I don't know what the fuck she was saying, but yeah, it, it, it was caught. It's hotter by the second. <laughs> That's all it takes for someone to be hot. Pointy nose, swearing, and pisses on you. Yeah, the, the holy trinity, my friend. <laughs> Where else do you go from that, honestly? <laughs> um, I was so um, talking about people I'm in love with. I was sad not to see Trish. Uh, I was yeah, that was actually surprising. That was surprising, and no NXT entrance as well. And that um, includes both the men's and the women's. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was strange. Uh, Ron, so Ronda Rousey obviously came yeah, back. She's and won back. It. Yeah. Uh, what what do we think of Ronda's gear? She, uh, it's like she was just stretching in the back and they were like, Ron, did you want to hop it? <laughs> or maybe she forgot her gear or maybe it got lost or something. You never know. But everyone was saying that she looked like a ninja, so I didn't see no slack online about it. And personally, when people nitpick on someone's gear, it's like, seriously, get a fucking life. Like, to me, like, same thing with the CM Punk. Trunks or non-trunks, I don't fucking care as long as that guy wrestles. Well, yeah, like, Ronda's an established wrestler. She's worked, she has an iconic look within WWE. That that's her character, and then she just came back in in sweats. Like, obviously, you can wrestle in whatever you want, but it, it doesn't have, well, especially as the of the whole rumble, and that's going to be on all the video packages. I see. In terms of presentation, you're talking about okay, yeah. okay, got it. Which is huge on? They're huge on everything looking like a marketable branded thing. Yeah, so I would yeah, say is maybe she, she lost dressed, her gear. Who knows? She was dressed as like a theater techie. Yeah, didn't make any sense. Although, if talking of Seinfeld, I did enjoy the cut of her top uh, because they they were real and they were fantastic. She just had a kid, so even even better. Milk is the fourth of the Holy Trinity. Well, t- <laughs> All right, Kurt Angle, come. <laughs> oh shit! Can you imagine? <laughs> so, do you think they chose the right winner? Are you content with the way it ended? No. Um, sorry oh thank you thank you um i I just i'm so sick of the new format of the royal rumble where first of all what is going on with entrance music i have no idea who's coming to the ring i was gonna bring that up too they changed them all right okay we'll get to that in a sec because that drove me insane okay but just both of the winners of the men's and the women's and this is a gripe that people have had with WWE for years and years. You have part-timers who are not there all year, show up at the Rumble and take that slot. Ronda Rousey is a big enough name that she can just show up on Raw the next night, challenge Charlotte Flair, and that's it. That's Whereas true. the Rumble should be the opportunity to, to make a star and get you behind someone. Riddle should have won the men's Royal Rumble. The women's, I don't know, fucking Alicia Fox, I don't care who, who gets it. but it's, <laughs> The Royal Rumble Alicia should be Fox. this... Everyone has an equal shot. It's a communist shot of getting to the main event of WrestleMania. So it should be someone who would never normally have a shot of getting to that title match. That's what makes the Royal Rumble so exciting. That's how you build stars. And I was just sick to death of this, you know, rock up at the end, eliminate, and then you're going to WrestleMania. The fuck is that? You know who should have won? One of my sponsors, Mickey James. Because that would have been something interesting. If she went on to WrestleMania, then you see title versus title. Yeah, yeah, that would have been fun. I would, I would have actually been. I think 
we would we'd be way more excited talking about it if something like that had happened, right? Like, exactly. It's, the opportunities. What does it mean? What, what we have to tune in? Yeah, 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 yeah. Understand us? Yeah, that's yeah, that's what you want, right? Apparently not. Apparently <laughs> they have no interest in people sh- tuning into the next show because I didn't even look at the results for Raw yesterday. I have no right. idea. Oh, it was more also, set up towards the uh, Elimination Chamber. Didn't miss much. They just set up that match. But that match isn't too shabby. Speaking of, we'll touch on it quickly right now. It's going to be for the world title. So it's Bobby Lashley's in it. And um, Riddle's in it. AJ Styles. Who else is in it? Fucking, uh, what's that guy? Fucking Mr. McMahon's little pet. What's his name? Austin Theory. Austin Theory, yeah. Um, Brock Lesnar. Oh, for fuck's sake. So Brock's going to win and it's going to be Brock versus Roman, title versus title. And Seth Rollins. Uh, that's Fuck. that's what I'm thinking they're leaning... Unless they want to give it to Seth and do Seth versus Roman at WrestleMania as well. You never know because they're still feuding, right? So who knows? Yeah, Brock's going for Roman after, after that betrayal. It's, it's Brock-Roman. That's a lock. Or they no could do a three-way. Long, so. Because technically they do have a story since you know Seth did cash in while Reigns yeah, and like, Brock was at it. So... Who knows? A lot of possibilities. That's exhausting. It is exhausting. It this is, is what we mean. Just we're saying, with the Royal R- Jesse. How did you put it? The Royal Rumble is like your your ex lover. What? Yeah. So like you you think you're over your girlfriend WWE, sure. and you're like right yeah over you all done. I'm going to move on with my life. And then they come back in like some sort of slutty nurse uniform, Royal Rumble, and that is sort of entices you back in. You go, oh, God, then, all right. Well, like, against my better judgment, I will get excited by this. And then for a couple of months, you're like, just loving it, loving life. Sure. Then then they bring the strap on out, WrestleMania, and like, fuck you. (laughs) Like, really hard up the ass. And... And you think, oh no, maybe I'll learn to like this. So you stick around for a little bit longer afterwards, but it just doesn't work and it just hurts. And then eventually you leave again and then January comes back round and she turns up again in the nurse's outfit and the cycle repeats. That's because you have to use some lube. You're going in raw dog, my friend. You have a little lube, you ease into it, you get sort of used to it, and then it's bearable. (laughs) Lube is for pussies. (laughs) What the point we're making is not this year. She showed up in a little French maid. Yeah, went, no. and, but we were fine. We were like, no, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. She turned up. She turned up in the nurse's outfit, but she'd also put on thirty pounds. <laughs> that's what happened this year. So we were like, no, I'm out. I'm out. Oh my god! And then yeah, what else is there to talk about here? Well, we could talk about the Universal Championship match before the Men's Royal Rumble because that sort of has something to do with each other. What do you think of this you match? So it started that match, and I was like, "Actually, this is—I sort of quite like big beefy men banging into each other." So if they know what they're doing, if they know what they're doing, yeah. So they have a bit of potential. Um, Always, I know Max is sick of it, and a lot of smart marks are sick of it. But I'm still not bored of Brock Lesnar German suplexing cunts all day. I love it. It's fantastic. Um, I could watch it all day, and the fact that Bobby Lashley. Hit some pretty cool German suplexes back on Brock. That was cool. Really enjoyed that. I was like, this is awesome. Like, this is just man meat. But then, um, as it went on and it got towards the end and the ending happened, the referee knockout spot was so, like, 
you could see it coming 10 minutes before it happened, right? Well, like, yeah, of course. Stand in the perfect position, and it was, oh, fucking hell. And then the stupid Heyman thing we've already discussed, and the betrayal that makes no sense. It was like, oh, why would you ruin an otherwise, like, nice... And the fact that the match had been marketed as a dream matchup, which I know it's not really a dream matchup per se, but yeah. it had never happened before. Exactly. And for, to us old school fans, it felt like Bobby Lashley was brought in as almost a direct replacement to Brock Lesnar back in 2004, right? Or that's certainly how it felt to me at the time. Yeah. It was like Brock Lesnar fucked off at really short notice. They were like, we need another beefcake. Sure. So they found... Um, Bobby Lashley and tried to push into the moon but it didn't quite work out that first time but still it was like ah, oh, so these two feel like they're from almost different eras and they're meeting this could be awesome but they screw us with a shitty finish well the only thing about it is I did not see Bobby Lashley I thought Brock was going to keep the title and like you said it was going to be Reigns and thing but obviously now with the Elimination Chamber you see where that's going but yeah to me it was a complete surprise I was like are you fucking kidding me I'm like what was the whole point of taking it off Big E if this was the direction you're going to go in. There's so many other ways of screwing over Brock that you don't need to take the title off Big E if you're just going to give it to Lashley for a month and take it off him again. Like, uh, uh, But then again, as I say, I digress. Bobby Lashley used to sort out his entrance music as well because I don't care who you I don't care if you're Hulk Hogan, if you're Shawn Michaels, if you're coming out to dreary music like that, no one's ever going to pop for you or get excited by it. It needs more pep. That's what I say. Well, Max brought it up earlier. The interest themes, especially for the men. It's true. And I watch WWE TV every week. I don't know half of these fucking interest music. I don't know what the fuck happened. No. It, 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 I couldn't even see a screen to get a name to get excited. It would be... <laughs> that's true, too. Generic intro creative wrestler number four. Yes, that's uh, what it felt uh, like. Oh, that, okay. And then my excitement's gone because the great thing about Royal Rumble is a pop and... This is the first Royal Rumble. Like, last year we had the lockdown Rumble with all the screens and shit. This was the first time to have audience back and get that, like, ah, craziness. Yep. But they'd pop, and i go, oh, I don't know who that is. And I felt really old. Yeah. And to be honest, even if I'd recognised the music, I wouldn't have been able to hear it, because McAfee, whatever the fuck his name is, was spaffing all over commentary, so I couldn't hear a thing anyway. Oh, you really do despise him, eh? <laughs> Now Jesse's the old man. He takes the crown. It's too bright. It's too bright. Where's Jerry the King? No, oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. There's all, all these women and no one's mentioned puppies. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I, I'm the same way. I don't know half of this theme music. And, but the one thing, like you mentioned, too, the audience was popping. And to me, this felt like the old NXT crowd. Like, they were even chanting TNA at one point. Like, during they the... Were yeah, I, I, th- I thought, except for the, the do drop and uh, B- Becky match, they were totally, you could hear the people talking. That's how much they were out of the match. Like, I heard conversations throughout the arena or the stadium, sorry, that like, people did not care about that match whatsoever. And it was a shame because yeah, it wasn't a, a, a shit match, but, you know, I guess the, the placing after such a great rumble. What are you really going to put there? You can't really put the world title match because then if people aren't paying attention, you miss that opportunity. So it sort of had to be filler, which was unfortunate. But yeah, and speaking of stadiums, this is what I love. This is why I like Royal Rumble and now WrestleMania obviously has been doing it for a while. The stadium feel. I hate pay-per-views in an arena now because it just looks like another Raw, another SmackDown. They don't do enough change in an arena to make me want to watch a pay-per-view, like how it was used to be back in the day, when Raw was just bare yep. bones and no pyrotechnics, and then you watch a pay-per-view, it's like, 
it's the same type of arena, but why does it feel like so much more better and all this and uh, I don't know. I, I enjoyed the I stadium. More old man alert talk. But oh like, god! Me and Max talk about this all the time. Like back in the day when pay per views were like customized sets, and so like yep. Backlash would have the swinging sides and shit. Do you know what I mean? And like Judgment like, Day was construction shit and all that. It's fucking great, and they just don't do that anymore. So it all, like you say, it all just looks the same now. It does. It does look the same. It does, and obviously being on a Saturday. I don't understand why they don't do this more often. Why was it on a Saturday? But I was happy with it because that meant that us as Brits could just casually watch it on Sunday. You know what was my assumption? Because actually my wife said the same thing oddly enough and she's not even a fan. She's like, what? There's a pay-per-view on a Saturday? And my assumption is is because of all the restrictions when it lifted, that was the only date they could probably have gotten for that stadium. Ah. That's what I'm thinking because I'm sure if they wanted it on a Sunday, they could have had it, right? Yeah, no, but I, I love it because AEW, they, they've kind of stopped running and it took me a while to mention AEW. I hope the fans are keeping keep it. But no, they used to run one. pay-per-views on a Saturday. They, they kind of do a, a couple on a Sunday now, but Saturday pay-per-views just for us being selfish makes our life so much easier because if we watch it live or we're watching it the next morning with a nice bowl of cereal, and it's lovely. Well, even for us here in North America too, unless you're on the West Coast because then you have that three-hour even more delay on top of it. Yeah. But on the East Coast, it's like, who wants to stay up on a Saturday past midnight when you have to work the next day? Like, it makes no sense yeah, to me yeah. why they have these pay-per-views. Like, to me, have it on a Friday night or have it on a Saturday night. Or even, or if you're going to yeah. do it on a Sunday, do football style. Have it in the fucking afternoon. People will watch it. Yeah, yeah. You want to crack a few beers and get a buzz on. I'll do that if you work it at 7 in the morning on Monday or whatever. Exactly. So I'm the same way as you guys. I never watch the pay-per-views live. I watch it the next day, and for me, this was even better because now I didn't even have to avoid spoilers. I went to bed late, so I stayed off social media. Woke up, first thing I watched, that's it. Like, like it was perfect. Loved it. Yep. So perfect breakfast. Breakfast wrestling always makes me think of being a kid. Well, that's the thing too, right? Exactly, and that's the other thing. They should have more of those afternoon type events. Well, I guess the ones when they have out there with the blood money shows. That's sort of you know in the afternoon for us here in North America, but. Other than that, yeah. there's really nothing else. Or even have, like, NXT in the afternoon. Like, you know what I mean? And, like, I don't know, whatever. Well, to each his own. But Yeah, they just they just work because when I was living on, on the West Coast, pay-per-views would start at, like, 5 o'clock, and they'd be done by 8. And I'd be like, See, that's perfect. That's whole evening. Oh. And that's exactly yeah, that's what the nice. fuck I'm talking about. Change events. Get a petition going, Steve. Get your listeners to sign some shit. Okay, I can't even get my listeners to listen. Never mind, sign a petition. To fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Which every week I, I still say things. rate, subscribe, review, and no one's fucking rating, subscribing, and reviewing. No, I'm sounding like a fucking broken telephone here. <laughs> but listen. people don't, man. We found that as well. People, yeah, anyone listening, just go and rate it. Take. I know you think it's effort, you listeners, but you literally just click five stars on the fucking thing. It's easy, and but people just don't do it. They just listen. They keep listening. Our numbers were always yeah, good. exactly. Do you remember that last episode when we were doing the giveaway and we had like okay. lo- so many people watching that stream and all they had to do was like comment and they'd be entered into a prize draw. Like 10% or <laughs> not even that were commenting. It's like, guys, it's a free hoodie and t-shirts. It's a good design, but they were just like sitting watching, which is great, but get off your asses. People are scared. People are scared that it means they have to do something, I think. So I'll blow your mind and right I, here. I sort of get it. You think it's people. What if we are in the Matrix and those are all fucking bots? 
Ah, maybe. Have you seen the new Matrix film, Steve? Matrix? No, not yet. No. Oh, our fucking movie theaters have been shut down. No one's able to go to oh, the movies. Fuck. So unless it's oh, on a streaming sucks. service, we're fucked up here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So, no oh, spoilers. Sorry. No spoilers. Are all, good here. all right. It's, it's good though. I really enjoyed it. See, even Spider-Man I haven't watched either. So those are the two movies I haven't fucking dying to watch. And I don't know. I've stayed away from spoilers. Thank fucking God. I don't know how I've done it. But for those two, either. I've st- stayed away from. So fingers no, crossed. I won't. I won't say anything, especially about you about the movies. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Parker's um, gender transition was an interesting arc in the second act thing. Oh man, <laughs> Petra Parker. Sourcing. <laughs> Speaking of movies and actors, let's talk about the men's Royal Rumble. Hey, nice lead with okay. Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> What you, you you didn't like his uh, forearm smash? I didn't. I, I didn't like AJ Styles selling for him as if Johnny Knoxville could hit AJ Styles and cause any damage whatsoever. So you guys didn't see. I think they should have had him in longer, and he should have been squashed and used like a fucking ragdoll. Yeah, because it, it takes me back to the old Umaga days and the Jackass boys getting fucked up. You know that. That's, that's right. Fun. I totally forgot about that. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. And also, the Jackass theme. Speaking of shitty wrestling music, okay. the Jackass theme is great for a wrestling entrance. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I popped for it when I heard it. The pop, amazing. <laughs> That was good. But speaking of like celebrities going into the Rumble, Bad Bunny. He's back. A- absolutely fuck off. That's it. <laughs> well, you you were praising him the last time we talked about him at WrestleMania. Now that's it, you're done with I him? Wasn't, I, I wasn't praising him. I, or, mate, I can't remember. How was he used at Mania? What did he do? He was in a tag match with Priest, and then we, we all agree that he's been the best celebrity to ever step in the ring. Okay, fine. So, yeah, he's put his homework in. The guy could do a hurricane rada. Well done. blah de blah Not break his collarbone, Max. And <laughs> he... <laughs> Love it. But it's, but it's like, gee, the guy eliminated, like, two people and took up a spot in the Rumble that was already pretty devoid of any excitement and uh, got offense in on people. And it was just... It was too much. It was like, no, this isn't right. Like, you shouldn't take that much of a shine off of the actual people that are here week in, week out who need this. Do you know what I mean? Well, I'm sure he's going to show up at WrestleMania, so that's probably why he was in there. But speaking of guys taking up spots, what the fuck, Shane McMahon? I don't know where. You know he's not going to win. Like, he, I, he, here's another guy that could have showed up the next day on Raw and be like, I'm back. Like, I, I want to have my, my yearly WrestleMania match with someone. Let's go. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I said to Max it, I, I sort of hated myself because like the Jackass music sort of his music is so upbeat that right. when it kicks in I'm like yeah this is awesome and then I suddenly realise oh wait no that means that 50 year old Shane McMahon is about to come out to the ring and it makes me sad but the initial music sort of pops me plus like I think I said to you Max as well before he even got in the ring he was sweating like a paedophile in a playground yeah he was <laughs> like he'd been in there yeah he was there along and also I heard that apparently Shane was the one who kind of produced this rumble like the usual guys weren't there oh, and really, really? Produced it. Um, and he's building up to another kind of Wrestlemania feud and it's like Shane we love you dearly you've given us some great highlight moments but please fuck off I right, 
complete. I used to, I used to love Shane McMahon. So he was legitimately one of my favourite wrestlers, if you could call him that, or like favourite performers. Sure. Back in like back in like two thousand and one. Yeah, that sort was of prime era, Shane. Yes. You know, Mania seventeen against Vince. Um, and then the month later, he did a Last Man Standing match with the Big Show at Backlash 2001. That was really fucking good. His match with um, Angle was the, good too. The match, yeah, um, yeah, the Steve Blackman match at SummerSlam, like oh, that's that, not too bad, yeah. it, King of the Ring, Kurt Angle, like that sort of era of Shane McMahon was awesome. And it yeah. was like I totally understand no, this character as like young guy who is the son of the owner but wants to prove himself do you know what i mean he's going to put himself through some real shit to prove that he could be one of the boys i love sure. that but that era that aura around him is totally gone and it feels like two different people he, you know what the best thing they could do with him honestly moving forward is have him in like a paul Heyman role where he comes out with someone like sort of like you know, you know they dropped the ball when when they were doing that raw underground and omas was the was the bouncer he could have came out with shane and shane could have mentored him or whatever instead of having it with AJ like you know what I mean because that sort of felt off like I never yeah. understood that pairing but that they, they they could do stuff like that with with Shane but him being in the ring I yeah I'm the same way I don't like it. and even with Omos they I think they dropped a the ball with that like have this guy throw like half of the people have him break the record like if if you're grooming yeah. him to so-called be the next Andre the Giant what the fuck are you doing yeah he Omos is Normally, it doesn't really translate on TV how big someone is. Sure. But fuck me, Omos is a literal giant. He is so fun to watch of just, I don't care if it's great Kali style of just doing a chop, <laughs> knocking a guy down. Right. I would watch again and again and again with Omos. Seven foot four. Unreal. 400 pounds. It's true. Is that is that a real seven foot four? Or a he's probably like seven, seven one or two and they say four. You yeah. know how it is. He's, right? he's a fucking midget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right toss some guys out because the problem with this rumble is and we won't get into the political of the all the cuts that they've done and then stupidly sure. invite people back to appear in the rumble which is just baffling as a company imagine getting fired and then getting paid to stay home and then be like actually could you just come in and do a quick shift right. really quick just take a minute that's all we ask baffling and then you had all of these guys who meant nothing really there's so much filler space, so much filler. Um, I find this is the just... the least amount of star power in any Rumble I've seen in years that I could even remember. Like there was no legends. Yeah. Like there was like everyone, like you said, everyone was filler. Like uh, maybe three or four people could have won this from top to bottom, <sighs> oh, not including me, Brock because no one thought Brock was going to be in it. Like obviously, and it was like. Even towards the end, I was like, "Who do I, do I want to see Drew win? Do I want to see Randy win? Like, it's like, we've already seen these guys on top. Like, why can't we have fresh blood? Like, ah, uh, but. Yeah. You know, all I, want, all I wanted, because of all the rumors and all of the stupid stuff, I just wanted Cody's music to hit. That's all I wanted. That, that would have never have happened. L- like I told you. Alternative uh, universe, though. Ah. Uh. I didn't, want, I didn't want Cody's music to hit. I wanted Stardust's music to hit. <laughs> oh, that would have been even better. Imagine if he'd come out as Stardust, done the match as Stardust, and then it was just never, ever referenced again by anyone. WE never brought it up. Cody never brought it up. It was just a one-and-done thing that they never, ever talked about again. That would be so cool. They should have just, just hit the entrance music. He would have came out, and the announced team would have just no-sold it, not even pretend he was even in the match. Yeah, yeah, not even... Oh, yeah, not even, like, at 
surprised that he's there. Just Nothing. It's like he's a regular wrestler who's been yep. there every week or something. They could yeah. see something like, oh, here's the, here's the next entrant. We'd, we'd, we'd be talking about it now going, did I dream that? Like, you genuinely think like, maybe it didn't happen because, like, they just, and we all just, like, had a, like, talked about the Matrix. Maybe we all just had, like, something injected into the back of our head all at the same time. Yeah, they, that's the route they need to go. That's that's what they need to do. Speaking of star power, mm. stardust power in this match, it was so lacking on people that I wanted to win. When Randy hit and he got the hometown welcome, I went, yeah, give it to Randy. Right? Give him the first <laughs> level. Uh, yeah, I want Randy to win this. I'm liking Randy with a mustache. Oh, yes. Of course you are. The man suits a mustache. Little goatee as well. Oh, yeah, little goatee. Yeah, a bit of a bang. No, a bit of a Guy Fawkes, isn't it? He's a bit of a bit of a Randy Orton Guy Fawkes. I'm into that. Love it. How about yeah. the Kofi spa? Or the non-Kofi oh, spa? Oh, that was a shame. Right? <laughs> I actually felt bad and... It was funny because I was watching it too, and then I was like, oh, my wife's like, what happened? What happened? She's thinking like something big happened. And I'm like, oh, Kofi fucked up, but it wasn't really his fault. And then she's like, oh, why isn't anyone saying anything? And I'm like, because everyone feels for him, because everyone knows it's not a real botch, because they wanted to see, like, no, you fucked up, Chance, no, nothing. I was like, that was respect. Like, that was good yeah. of the audience not to say anything. Like, you know what I mean? That was good. Yeah, I mean, the guy, had, what are we at at this point? Like, nine in a row or, or something? Like, his luck was going to run out. And But the and fact that he's done that many and got away with it is amazing, really. It's yeah. true. The handstand should have fucked up. The walk along the tightrope. There's so many that should have fucked up. And that this was stand was amazing. That pulled him down. It, it was never going to work as a spot anyway. Because he went too high. But it happens. Well, it ha- I, I'm assuming it had something to do with other shit because there was a point, I don't know if you guys noticed this, where the guys were just looking at each other and this was after even Kofi happened, maybe another five, ten minutes after where you're like, okay, what's next? What's next? Like, you sort of saw that stall and no one knew what to do next sort of thing. I think it was meant to do stuff with Big E because Big E was lost out there. He had nothing to do. Ah, that makes sense. I didn't even put that together. You're right. Yes, sir. There but, it is. Because he came in, had nothing to do and then got dumped out. And I was like, this is our former WWE champion. Yeah, I know. I thought they were going to try and redeem and him with making him win. <laughs> and Seinfeld fan, yes. Yeah, that's true. No, I, I, my pick for the men's side before it started, I thought they were going to try and redeem him and make him win it. Would have been cool. Big E would have been a great winner, wouldn't he, for that? Um, also, um, we didn't really touch on it in the women's yeah. one, but the same applies in the men's one. When it got down to the final two... Sure. Both in both rumbles, it was like give them a couple of minutes. Just right, like, I found it was pretty quick. Before yes, one just dumps the other one out. Like let's have a bit of a one-on-one here. I think and they should change it that. and do a like New Japan style, but not really. But have the final two. It turns into a regular match. You got a pin. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea. Actually, that's quite a nice idea. Why not? Um, but and also, it's such a shame that it was Drew that was dumped out by Brock so effortlessly at the end because. When Drew won the Rumble, him dumping out Brock was a major moment, right? Like, that was massive. And Brock's just got that back, just like that, with no fanfare at all, really, after all of that build for Drew. Oh, yeah. Can't have one over on Brock. No. No, but I don't think you can even blame Brock with this because the impression I've got with Brock over the years, he doesn't give a shit. No, he doesn't. He's just, he's just like, fuck you, pay me. I don't care if I win or lose, whatever. Just make sure I'm paid a lot of money and I don't turn up much. 
And I sort of really respect that. So it's not Brock's fault. It's no. Vince or whoever just saying, oh, no, Brock has to be on top because we're spending all this money on him. Brock doesn't give a fuck. He's not going to get all political and care whether he wins or loses. No. Probably isn't, but Vince or whoever the booker producer would be probably has that, you know, Drew has yeah, to totally. say, now we've got to put, put, put him down a peg. And Drew is the person who carried that company through COVID. And, okay, fine, you kept him in the final two, but the fuck was... Just, yeah, as you say, just out you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, true. I yes. agree to it. I don't think it's Brock's fault at all. Because look, this guy sells for everyone and anything. So yeah. why would he care? Like, you know what I mean? So yeah, he. It's true. He just. He's like, you pay me. Tell me what to show up and what to say and do, and I'll do it. And well, to a certain extent, obviously, because I'm sure him coming out and saying what he says is not really approved by Vince McMahon half the time. I would assume. <laughs> <laughs> the thing with Brock is. And we know how I feel about Brock, but fans aren't even angry anymore with this bullshit of like Brock inserting himself in the rumble and winning. It's just apathy at this point of like, uh, okay, yeah, I saw that coming. I even text you, Jesse, someone who doesn't watch wrestling, doesn't watch WE for a whole 12 months. And I told you to finish the rumble without knowing anything. Yeah, you did. Yeah, like a week prior, Max was like, oh, they're bound to do this, and and he was right with the money. And that's bad. That should not be the case that I can predict that happening. Um, Yeah, just, again, big disappointment. Brock could just walk onto SmackDown and go, hey, Roman, I want a shot at your title. Okay, that's it. Whereas, again, you could have Big E, you could have Riddle, you could have Omos, I don't care, AJ. AJ would be great with a Rumble win behind him. Then he would have done it all in five years. That's true, yes. Or even someone like Damian Priest, because they've been pushing him too. Why not? Priest, yeah. I did enjoy Chad Gable getting in the ring and then directing everyone. And he said to Damian Priest, right, so you go first. You go (laughs) Then Priest just got dumped out straight away, basically. And it was like, that didn't work. Yeah. Well, Chad Gable's amazing. I've always loved him from top to bottom. That guy... He's so annoying that he's good, and he's so great at what he does, man. He's, he's fantastic. It's a shame that they actually care about size in WWE, because anywhere else, this guy would be thriving, man. Yeah, he's many cut. He's got comedy, he's got wrestling, he's got it he's all. He's got it all. He's got it all. The thing I saw, which I found interesting, was the why Brock didn't do, or if I don't remember him doing the pointing to WrestleMania sign. Apparently, after the Ronda match, the fireworks and the pyro made I was going to bring that up. Yes, it caught on fire. <laughs> Yeah, and they had to kind of evacuate that area because I was like, why is there no one sitting underneath the WrestleMania sign? So apparently the techies, so that happened, and, okay. and then during the next match, the techies managed to get it down, extinguish it out, and get it back up. Really? Which is oh, fucking, fuck. yeah. The techies, fucking fair play to the technicians, who I guess they're WE technicians, not venue technicians. Uh, they did an amazing job, just quickly and efficiently dealing with that, like with minimum fuss. Like, like, like you know, you didn't know. So watching it on telly, you had no idea all that shit was going on just off camera. Yeah. So welcome right to the backstage, guys and gals. Yeah. All right. What, do you, what would you get? Well, we know the women's Royal Rumble was the best thing, but overall, what would you guys rank out of five Royal Rumble? Two. That's fair. Yeah, I'd go too. I was reading that apparently this is the lowest rated Shut up. Royal Rumble on cage match pretty much of all time. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, I'd say it's just, I, I, I was bored. I don't know whether to sort of be annoyed or kind of like 
be in awe. So part of me respects them for continuing to be so bad. When you look oh at like God. AEW and how you know they've actually got competition for the first time in ages. AEW's doing well. They're getting all these guys in. They're doing interesting stories. And WWE are just sticking to their guns. They're not changing anything. But they're just like, yeah, we're just going to carry on the same old shit. And part of me sort of goes, fair play, fair play for continuing to be awful. <laughs> Why them for sticking with the same shit we've seen? <laughs> yeah. Rock versus Roman. Let's, why not? Why not just bring back John Cena and have John Cena versus Randy Orton as the sub main event? Let's just throw all of it in there. Yeah. I mean, even Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte, even though it hasn't properly happened, it already feels like an old thing they've done a million times, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And that takes skill. That's a gift. Well done, Vince and everyone. Super proud. What about you? Oh. you yeah, I say two, two and a half, only because, like I said, I really enjoyed the Women's Rumble. If it wasn't for that, this would be, uh, I would have not really too many nice things to say about it. But it started off great, like, the first match was awesome, like I said, the, then the Women's Rumble, and then it just progressed, it's like, oh man, it's true, it was just like, you were bored, like, I, I noticed I kept reaching for my phone, and it, after a while, it was like, okay, and then even the Men's Rumble, you're going through, and you're like, okay, I hope someone else, someone else is like... Oh, we're already at 30. Oh, it's Brock. Oh, okay. <laughs> what can you do? But the, what, what I always say to people, we have alternatives. Thank God. There's AEW. There's NWA. There's Impact. Like, you know what I mean? So, New Japan, go out there and watch something else if you don't like WWE. And that's what we've done. We're, we're not going back to that strap-on maid-wearing whore. <laughs> Just twice a year. Just twice. Just twice a year. As well. You're like our little cuck. I am. You make us. <laughs> I am. Well, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of, before we wrap this shit up and you guys plug whatever you want to plug, let's talk about our schedule because, like we said, we just can't do it anymore. We've tried. We've hung in there. And it's my fifth year. You guys pretty much came on the first year, so we're going on five years of review, reviewing the top four for WWE. We can't do. We we tap out. No more SummerSlam. No more Survivor Series. Gerald Royal Rumble. Like we said, we get drawn in. WrestleMania, you have to watch it because now it's considered like the Super Bowl. It's pop culture. Whoever doesn't watch it, you're living under a rock type of thing. So we'll keep those two. Now, big question is, what AEW pay-per-views do you want to add? Oh, are we jumping ship? Is this like when Lex Luger came out on the first Nitro? No, nah, man, we're doing Ravishing Rick Rude. We're going to appear on both. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you oh, must have. Yeah. <laughs> um, I... Do you remember we did that show after All Out when Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan debuted and how happy we were talking, how excited we were about everything that happened in that show? Sure. We were pumped. Look at the difference of the two, of how we were at that All Out show. Unbelievable. Um, Revolution would be good, but as you say, it's too close. All Out, I think it's, it's their WrestleMania is All Out. Okay, so um, that's September. So that's fine. That we'll say that replaces, I guess, what SummerSlam, maybe. Yeah, SummerSlam. Yeah, SummerSlam. And then what? You then, want the, uh, what's left is double or nothing. Revolution. You have double or nothing in May, or you have full I, gear in November. I say November because then that's like Survivor Series. That's fair. Yeah. There's going to be a long layoff in between, though. April, September. Unless double or nothing just blows us through the fucking. Unless you guys want to do five instead of four, and then we get on the phone. If it's great, we get on, we record it, and then we tell the people. 
Okay, good enough. Done. It's fine. Yeah, this this is not a high expense operation that we're running here. Shh, it is. I'm heavily funded. I told you. <laughs> I got I got the oldest family behind me now. Oh yeah, you got yeah you got Mickey money. <laughs> I wish. Not, fuck. Not, not the Disney kind, but. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That's good. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll, we'll do four for sure. Maybe five, depending on how we feel and how the shows go. But I'm assuming. We'll, we will enjoy the AEW pay-per-views because it's still fresh, it's still good. They still know what they're doing out there with the pay-per-views. They like giving what the audience wants and they like people talking about their products, so why not? For now, yeah. Cut to us in a few years talking about when AEW got bought by WWE and they mm-hmm. did a angle with Shane McMahon being the owner of AEW and all this shit and an invasion. And then you see McMahon powerbombing Khan off to the top of the screen or something. <laughs> Into a dumpster while a horse pisses on him. <laughs> and I'm in the corner just wanking. Um, as always, why do all the stories end like that? Why, why? Well, um, speak, speaking of Vince, did you see his mum died last week? Yeah, rest in yeah. peace. I didn't even know she was still alive. On yeah, 101. Was it the day of the Rumble? 101. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Whatever your name was, McMahon. No, CEO. she she didn't That's... go by McMahon. She went because she got married a second time, and she went by that guy's uh, name. Oh, uh, rest in peace. <laughs> That's it. No, redacted. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> Jesus, see what McMahon money does. So we have no hope. If his mom lived to a hundred, this guy's going to be producing wrestling. We're going to die before he dies. Like, come on, let's be honest here. Yeah, the the only. Um, the only saving grace there is that he is has pumped himself full of steroids over the years, which I don't think does much for your long term. Twelve hours a day, you know, he's got at least ten years versus the twenty he could have. Yeah, exactly. True. Is, what's what's the deal with Triple H at the moment? Is he still alive? What's happening? Yeah, I think he's still recovering, and they don't want him to come back and have another stroke or whatever. I don't know what happened. He's, he's supposedly okay. staying awake because stress is not good for what he's going through. Yeah, right, okay. Fucking hell. But, but, they must have taken the telly out of his room as well, then. Because, <laughs> fuck me, all we have to do is turn it oh, on, right? Oh, brand doing. Oh, yeah, this is fine. <laughs> trips. Gargano's champion again. <laughs> oh, they can't wait to see you. Oh, man, I love the idea of him not having a clue about anything that's happened. That's so funny. <coughs> Can you imagine if that was the case? And then he comes back, and it's like, what the fuck? And then you just see Shawn Michaels there in the corner, and he's like, sorry, I tried, man. <laughs> where's, where's Road Dog? Where's, where's the one? No, 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 no. Where's Regal? Regal hasn't been rounded. Where's Mr. Ass? They're coming back when my hair comes back. Never. <laughs> On that note, my friends, what do you want to promote? Anything new? Anything newsworthy? Where people can find you, floor's all yours, guys. Yeah, not really. There's very little still. We keep saying that we're going to start our new podcast, and then yeah, what is happening with that? Do you guys want to talk about that? What happened? The podcast is ready to go. Okay. Jesse just needs to show his worth in life and do something, and then the podcast will come out. Everything else is created. I've created everything ready to go, Jesse. Do not throw your hands up like that. <laughs> well, no, okay. Well, once I get like more evidence free, I will. Or he plays Pokemon hey. and himself. Look, I'm with uh, Pokemon. You know as well as me that it's a full time job playing that Pokemon game right now. 
and I'm working very hard on it. But once I'm done, I'm sure you are. then it'll be okay, unless another game comes out, and then that'll obviously take precedent. But we'll we'll start our pod soon. Honestly, I or, am doing real shit as well. I am working on the, a music festival and things like. There's nice. real work in my life. Or I'm just going to start this because it's a good idea. It was my idea. So I might just start the podcast and Jesse can just pop in every now and again. No, don't well, you that... fuck it. No, this is us. <laughs> He's angry in his face. Oh We're my just... God, I know. I don't think I've ever seen you that angry before. Holy fuck. You never break up the family. Remember that strap on I was talking about? It's heading your way, Buster. <laughs> so yeah, um, stay tuned, everyone. But God Till Fire is still there. It's still popular. Um, Imagine you... You know, yeah, like, imagine if you did start a podcast without me and my reaction was to put a strap on on when I already have a dick and just rape you. Like, that would be really, like, over the top, wouldn't it? Would, it would, it would, because you'd have to come to London. You'd have to, like, get on your bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. London. I, and yeah, find a way to transport the strap on, on the bike. Just have it on the like, front. On, on the helmet? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it would, yeah, it would take a lot. And then oh it would God. be one of your crazy stories of the week, Steve. Right. Men impales woman with a dildo on his helmet. <laughs> Max is now a woman. Oh, right, on my way there. Like exactly. Come on. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and then I'd cast her aside and pounce on you, Kurt. <laughs> All right, this I don't know. Why. I don't know how we got this far, what led us to this, but that's the last time I'm ever asking you guys to promote anything. But for myself, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast app at gmail.com. Please rewind to the top of the show. Support those fine sponsors because for those them all, most definitely helps me out. Please, once again, rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. All right, boys. Next time we talk. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. I just mentioned it off the beginning and I totally forgot. Hey, five years. It's good, five years. You've got, um, have you ever like given yourself a week off? Just put together a best of or something to celebrate the five years for next week's show or something. No, you couldn't let your fans down like that. I am very proud. Five years consecutively, never missed a weekly episode. Never missed a single show. That's, see, I, Nope. If I'd done it, but I would have like just created a sound box of my own catchphrases and just pressing them. I wouldn't even talk anymore. Well, what I do now is I every Wednesday I do Rewind Wednesday and I post old episodes so people could go listen to those. So that's sort of like uh, a best of. But nah, I don't have the patience to go back through all old episodes again. What am I at? Almost two sixty or over two sixty? Going through all that material, you think I have time for that? I don't have a staff. It's a lot. Have you ever listened to old episodes and you think, I've got no fucking memory of talking about this or talking to this person? Because me and Max did nowhere near as many shows as you've done. And I can go back to old episodes and go, I have no memory of this at all. Oddly enough, I've never gone back to old episodes. I think what I will do is once I eventually stop, I'll go back and start from the beginning and see how I progressed. Maybe do it that way. Once I'm totally out of it and then I don't feel embarrassed because it's like, okay, I'm not doing anymore. So who cares? But again, I don't care. Everyone knows. I have no training. I have no nothing. I don't know anyone in any industry. And it all came together organically. So if people want to fucking put me down for starting, like how, how do you get to where you're at if you don't fall on your face, right? So they could go fuck themselves. You did success. You are 
um, an inspiration to us all. Um, if you ever do <laughs> finish, if you ever do finish the show, um, can you do me a favour and What's somehow this? finish your last episode? Okay. The same way you, you start your first episode, so that it's in a never-ending loop of podcasting. How the fuck am I going to do that? That's for you to work out, Steve. Think about it. Think about it, man. I'm kind of regretful me and Max didn't do that. I wanted to finish the last episode with, like, the first word of the first episode. And then, it like, Pink Floyd again. albums used it's to do. It's fucking doing Seinfeld again when they're in the fucking jail cell and it's the whole conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah, the button. Yeah, 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 exactly. Fuck. It's, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Just bear it in mind, Steve. Okay, we'll do. I'll think about it. On that note, he's Max, he's Jesse, I'm Steve. What? <laughs> What'd you I say? I we were still on, I thought we stopped. <laughs> I was just giving him some friendly advice before we all go to bed. <laughs> so, Steve, wrap up Go on. This is the podcast. Peace. <laughs> Perfect ending. Perfect ending.